Hello and welcome to the Music Survival Guide, the independent musician's guide on surviving in the music industry. My name is Joe Sage, I'm a music producer and mix engineer at Nevis Audio, and it's just me this week. Phil has done an amazing job uh, manning the helm whilst I've been working away and producing. So whilst he's taking a well-earned holiday, it's just going to be me for this episode. Uh, So... One thing, whilst I've been away, that's been a fairly big talking point is a statement from Daniel Ek, the CEO of Spotify. Uh, In an interview, he said this quote, you can't record music once every three to four years and think that's going to be enough. It's caused quite a bit of friction. So I want to kind of unpack that and discuss why there are parts of it I agree with and also understand why some people get really frustrated with that. So was it was it actually wrong for him to say that? Some people have come out and criticised him saying it's like a leech complaining that the host's body is not producing enough blood. And I think understandably in these times where musicians are struggling to make a living because of the whole live scene it can be quite frustrating for a man that's apparently worth four billion dollars to tell people that they need to be doing more and it's not his platform's fault and that they give out enough money as it is so my feeling towards it is i think the comment is tone deaf for sure but I'm going to struggle to say that he's factually wrong. His timing isn't great with everything that's going on at the moment and with the lack of live sector and a big chunk of bands' revenues going, but what he said is actually fundamentally correct. In the current climate, whereas you might split your efforts between live and studio releases you're currently going to be solely concentrating on releases. They're going to be more important than ever. So I want to look at the whole Spotify model in two ways, and that is you're either in their sandpit or out of it. So as it stands now, which is August 2020, very, very, very few new bands, emerging bands, whatever bracket you want to put it in, are releasing music as sparsely as every three years. But you might be listening to this and realizing that you're closer to annually than monthly. So the simple answer is, if you have the means to do it, increase your output. Uh, Release singles instead of EPs. Or just, if you can, hit the studio more often. It's something that we've stressed quite a bit about spreading releases out. So putting singles out, say every month rather than an EP out every six months. But I also get the frustration that this isn't an option for everyone. So again, you've got this person who owns a big, multinational, huge corporation that makes a lot of money on the surface of things telling you that you should be working harder. I can understand it's frustrating when... You know, I've spoken to bands that have good streaming numbers that a lot of people would be jealous of, and they're making pounds or a few dollars from it, nowhere near enough to sustain a living. Um, I'll come on to that a little bit more in a second. Um, 
So what I would say is find other ways to increase your output as well. We've mentioned this in previous podcasts where people just tend to show the end product. And for me, that is an equivalent to just showing someone the ending of a film. And that doesn't mean much to people. So show them the beginning and the middle to give context to your final release. So this could be in the format of demos, remixes, alternate mixes, podcasts, where you talk about the process, you interview other bands, you're doing essentially what I'm doing now. These are all perfectly valid things that will help you grow on Spotify. You don't necessarily have to just constantly put out the final finished product. I think if you have a committed fan base, then they will want to see the demos. I know I personally, if a band I really love started putting out the demos of the original songs, I think I'd find that really interesting. I'm going to listen to them and I'm going to compare and contrast. It happened with the Octet Monkeys where everyone fell in love with the demos and then it kind of became the law of the demos versus the original debut album. These are all things to definitely consider. Now, moving on to the second approach, which is playing outside of the sandbox. So what I mean is Spotify is huge and it shows no signs of going anywhere. This also means if you want to use it or be part of it, you have to play by their rules and their terms. In theory, if Spotify wanted to cut the revenue you earn per stream by half overnight, they could do it and you have very little grounds to argue about it because you've signed up to their terms. If you want to play in their sandbox, aka use their platform, you've got to play by their rules. Rightly or wrongly, there is quite a large irony in a valid cross-community complaint and protests about a platform that pays out very, very little money to their artists and yet every musician I know still puts their music on it and prioritizes it. It's the norm but you don't necessarily have to put all your music on Spotify so this is the total different approach to what I was just talking about. I wish there could be a silver bullet that I could give you but it's all fan-based genre and you dependent. What I can do though is give you some food for thought on some other things. An obvious one is physical releases. If you have a committed fan base and you tell them the only way to get a certain product is physically, they'll go out and buy it. That's a bit of a no-brainer. Another way is to partially put stuff behind a paywall. So people will say, well, I can't put my stuff behind a paywall because no one will pay for it. Well, we only release some of your music and in inverted commas, free platforms put some of your stuff behind a paywall, whether that be Patreon or even physicals. So you could say, okay, here's our single, and if you want the rest of the EP, it's on a monthly subscription, and I will do X, Y, and Z for you. It could be I'll record a message, or if you're a great singer, I will do a uh, song for you. If you give me lyrics or something about you, I'll write you a 30-second song. There are... Loads of ways of monetizing your band that I wouldn't put in the bracket of selling out, but you just have to be creative with it. Another thing I would say is make the stuff that you do sell 
really affordable. If you're making practically nothing from Spotify, which I know a lot of people are, why not sell your music for just a nominal fee? Make it a price that can be an impulse no-brainer. If you position it right, you'll make a lot more money than from a few thousand streams on Spotify. It happens to me all the time where I will like a band and I'm not saying I'll be a mega fan of them, but if they turn around and say, um, yeah, if you really like this, we've got this one single coming out and if you want it, it's 50p or a dollar. That to me is a no-brainer. It's, it's a fee that just makes me immediately go, okay, yeah, buy that. No worries. I don't even have to think about it. And realistically, if I was to stream that song on Spotify, Apple Music, I wouldn't stream it as many times enough for them to make 50p, if that makes sense. There's a bit of math involved now. But hopefully you get what I'm coming at. Again, it's not a silver bullet and it's going to take experimentation. I'm not going to say what's right and what's wrong. But those are the two approaches. You either play by Spotify's rules, increase your output and accept what they give you, or you find ways outside of it. I really hope you found this useful. If you have any questions about this kind of stuff, as always, we love to hear from you. We've also got a private community that I will put a link to in the show notes. So if you've got any questions about this kind of stuff, we'll do a Q&A with me and Phil. We also have people like band managers and various other music industry people in the group that can help answer your questions. So we'd love to see you in there. If you could leave a review, that would be amazing. And just share this with people who you think would find it interesting. If you've had a conversation with someone about how low Spotify puts out or people have put Facebook posts, I know I've certainly seen a lot about this one statement, then show them this podcast. It might be, you know, the thing that puts them on the path to making a living from music, which is ultimately what this entire podcast is about. So usually I say bye with Phil at this point. But as it's just me, I hope you're amazing. I hope you stay safe. And I really hope to hear from you soon. Take care.